0: Welcome to Sunday Showcase.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Welcome everyone to the second day of MadCon. Uh, I'm Tony, the marketing director of Fast Nonsense, and I'm joined by Greg of uh, Ghosts on the Train. How are you?
0: I'm all right uh as as was remarked upon uh, before before we started uh this panel I've got a little bit of morning voice uh going on uh, a little bit I'm kind of recovering from it I think but um yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 emotionally and physically I am good I just I just sound a little bit like oh,
1: it's, it's, uh it's it's it is definitely a little like like trollish it's really really awesome though. <laughs> like I've never <laughs> talked to you before like noon and like you popped in you're like Hey, good morning, and I'm just like, whoa! What's up, guys? <laughs> Where does that come from? Can I can I have some of that? Because like, I can't do voices like that very well. Putting the he and he they. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the morning, I feel a little bit more he than they. <laughs> um, that's um today's theme is finding your audience. So yesterday we talked a lot about a lot of theoretical stuff about how do we push the boundaries of narrative and storytelling and getting uh better improv and pushing your players and um and like where does this uh genre of podcasting go from there right um you know we are very limited in the medium that we have access to it is just audio and so how do we take that to the nth is it possible um and we we came to some really interesting conclusions yesterday and um We'll get into that in just a bit. You were there for um, a bit of that, Greg, so I'm sure you've had a you have a lot of of, of stuff that you'd probably like to add to that. Um, today is uh, finding your audience, so I'll just go through the schedule real quick, and then I would love to just talk a bit more about yesterday. At oh, God, I could talk
0: about yesterday. I could talk about. I I got general thoughts on on audience finding
1: and oh, exciting.
0: <laughs> and, 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 and do you boundaries. see how
1: bright the second monitor is? Like it is. Yeah, oh. you've been. <laughs> Uh, it's blinding. <laughs> so, um, at eleven fifteen, um, it is organic marketing for podcasts. So John Evans, uh, Gather the Suspects, and I will be talking about how to like use your website and social media and things like that to just kind of grow and reach your audience. And that's something they're um, in the middle of uh, some crowdfunding too, oh, right? Oh yeah. And uh, speaking of which, at two o'clock is a panel on crowdfunding. Um, that I'm moderating with, um. Ed Jowett, who actually runs a or has a very large um, collection of like tabletop games that uh, he's made, I believe through crowdfunding, um, and has uh, dabbled now into the audio drama world and um, comic world. Um, I'd be very, I'm very interested to learn a bit more about that because I don't know a lot about Ed. Um, and then I'm, I'm also joined by Aaron Lundquist again. Um, Aaron has actually been on a, an interesting side of crowdfunding, not actually the public crowdfunding but actually sat on the like pitch um Ooh. like pitch by like creating pitch packets for private investment and so i'm sure there's actually quite a bit of preparation stuff that goes now that has some overlaps so would be interesting to see her side of things there uh we have a uh, at 345 we have non-podcast content so basically once you have your audience what do you do with them when you're not actively making the show uh for you Greg you know you have a show that's relatively active all the time it's um it, it's not a serial show uh with seasons that has in and out of production it's when you guys have time you play and then when you have the time to edit you create it so you're usually pretty active um uh, yeah but there's the with with audio drama and a lot of a lot of scripts
0: and stuff you've got like seasons that come out so you got this big big gaps yeah, I'm just interested to hear about hear about the things to be done because I've 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 participated
1: as an outsider somewhat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really difficult as a creator too because a lot of um a lot of people can make highlights or like like let's say you're a YouTube channel that does like let's plays with nearly daily content or even a show that's relatively active like yours you pretty much have fresh content all the time that you could take clips and funny moments and put on social media to make highlights and things like that or how many times does pip get drunk like compilation you could do stuff like that but when it comes to serial shows you are kind of limited with the amount of content um and the freshness of it so it'll be very interesting we have uh once again ed uh, joining us, um, I believe Paul with Green Horizon will be there, and, um, Aaron Lundquist, um, and as a voice actress, it's gonna be interesting to hear how she handles, um, non-podcast, non, like, directly related, um, content because a lot of people follow voice actors so they they can get a little bit more insight on the projects (laughs)
0: as as she said on the panel that i was a part of she's not a huge fan of the assumption that she's going to be streaming all the time so i'm very interested to hear (laughs) about (laughs) what she has to say
1: yeah absolutely um definitely her leisure time is her leisure time and it's not always she she works so much i actually um after the uh, panel ended last night the, the last one of the day we um i sat and talked to aaron for about probably an hour hour 15 um just chatting and catching up and um aaron's awesome has a lot of really really interesting things to say and offered to help out with several of the panels today as well um and so it'd be very interesting to kind of hear the the performer side of things because we're so used to interacting with other creators and things like that and um she kind of sits on a very interesting side and has uh, some experience with uh some Netflix and anime debut with AFK Arena, um, which I believe is a mobile game that got an anime, which is like wild. Um, I, I remember getting ads on YouTube for AFK Arena. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is at that's non-podcast content at three forty-five. Um, then we'll have another uh, break. We'll have a we have a break at twelve forty-five for lunch. Oh, I'm so excited. I forgot to eat this morning, uh, and then we have a break at five fifteen for dinner. And then we'll come back and do a very interesting one, and it's something that I don't think anyone's really figured out yet, so it's a very theoretical uh panel of new listeners into podcasts. How do you get people from outside the podcast world specifically Oof. how or people let's say people that are in the podcast world but talk shows how do you get them into audio yeah. Drama? yeah. It's it's really hard. There are a lot of people, myself included, like I didn't know what an audio drama was until I met Amy and Jackie last year. It literally I didn't not understand the concept. Like, I got it and like 'cause it's like easy to understand, but I didn't even realize it existed until I met I, Amy and Jackie.
0: I I feel like yeah, there's there's definitely a, a it's gotta vary from person to person because I, I know I know for me. I first heard of like, um, I, I listened to like Welcome to Night Vale when it came out and it was like the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I dropped off it because I was like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just listening to a thing. This is nice, but I'm just listening to a thing when I'm doing other stuff. And then, um, a friend of mine, uh, was like, hey, uh, if you've heard of the Adventure Zone, people are into the Adventure Zone. They play DD and you listen to them. And I'm like, why would I listen to people play d I could just play it myself. And then, like... Very much like, why would I watch a Let's Play when I could
1: just play the game?
0: Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I was very much in my, like, don't you understand? I'm the d guy. You only just heard of this because of these performers. Yeah, I'm you've been D&D playing D&D forever, guy. so, like... I've playing forever. Um... I think, yeah, I w- I'm interested to hear people's thoughts, because I think, uh, depending on the reasons for staying away from a podcast, uh, whether it's, like, you know, the mental, the, m- some people just can't focus as easily on a narrative with only the, the stimulus of audio, mm-hmm. like, I, I know, I've got, I've got friends like that who are, like, we're, like, listen, I'm super supportive of you fact to make a podcast, it's very difficult for me to focus on it,
1: mad respect, um... <laughs> I, my own <laughs> sisters like that too. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, I I used to be like it's it's funny like the more I, I I joined the network, and um, and I was listening to quite a bit like when I was just like helping out in the network and um, just like offering like free time, and then I got hired by Fasti Nonsense, and then like the amount I listened to podcasts because I didn't have a commute anymore, and I can't listen to podcasts while I work, so my my amount of time that I like spent like really listening to podcasts just went straight to the floor i can't sit there and like work on like creative stuff with like a podcast going on if i'm like doing excel spreadsheet shit like in my old job i used to listen like to youtube videos or to podcasts and things like that but i was doing a lot of data entry related stuff a lot of just i don't need to think about the work i'm doing it's like it's transcript it's a transposing or or if it's just like light equation stuff Um, but when it's something like really subjective or art based, I, I, it's music or I don't get shit done. You know,
0: sometimes I, I, I dream about what it must've been like, uh, back in the old days when, uh, your family got like a radio and it's like, okay, okay, family, let's sit around. I'm going to sit here with my newspaper. We're going to listen to the fucking Lone Ranger or the shadow or whatever. And I don't know. We're just going to all be in the same room and listen to a thing. Like, I, I, it sounds uh, so on foreign now on one hand, it sounds foreign, but now that I think about it, it's like the, the image of that is always like, Oh, the old dad with the newspaper, the kids sitting down playing play with toys. Like it was, I think, I think, I think maybe <laughs> this will definitely get explored more in the panel. I'm sure by people, but I, I get the sense that people have always required, uh, some other stimulus uh, in addition to audio. Um, and it's not a bad thing. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, everyone's like, all these kids need all their doodads and gizmos to be distracted. It's like everyone always wants to be distracted. Always. 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 We just have access, better access to it now. I really wish, uh, so Jack, unfortunately Jack Ward, who um, uh, runs like so- Sonic Society and Mutual Audio Network, that um asked us to do this uh, jack's super busy until tomorrow he randomly had like furniture that's coming in for like i think he's like moving like he's just super busy he's like why did everything have to happen during the one weekend i needed it to not happen um but jack is from that time where he grew up in rural canada like rural nova scotia and grew up like on a farmhouse with no television but a radio and what he did was I know whips. yeah it's kind of <laughs> sick like is this just super awesome, grounded, like, super down-to-earth guy that came from, like, a very, like, extremely rural upbringing and was there for, like, the radio play era. Um, and that's what he listened to as a kid. That's why he and Jeff that you met yesterday um, are—he also grew up with radio plays and things like that and was a, you know, theater. So uh, I would love to hear more Jack talk about that yeah i haven't i haven't listened
0: i i've I've listened to bits of radio plays or like i've seen like old black and white shows based on radio plays Mm -hmm. but like ghosts on a train very openly will occasionally will like try to evoke like the feelings of a radio play like with the when i was making the intros when i made the first intro and everyone since i was like in my head i'm imagining like i'm a i'm a fella i'm a fella at a stand-up microphone in a suit saying
1: something and there's somebody off on the side doing
0: a little clap yeah. Oh, some some, some, oh, some or whatever jamming the some spooky scary
1: skeletons theme on the keyboard yeah. <laughs> just, just going at it <laughs> so I yeah bad, bad respect to that oh. yeah no it's like it's very very intentional what you did with the Ghost on a Train intro and it, it definitely like reads that way like it, it very much evokes a specific era despite being like very Tesla punk and uh, futuristic but not that's the whole thing about Tesla punk it's like in steampunk it's just like cool blend of old school and new school what so what specifically this is completely off topic but we've got time to fill what um oh, it's what the def- opening panel yeah what defines <laughs> we got you guys scheduled yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> we have got, got an hour we're good what defines tesla punk versus steampunk
0: oh um so so my uh, my my understanding of it um is that uh the tesla the tesla punk that's where you focus more on, like, the magic of electricity. What could electricity do for you? Like, um, the whole notion with steampunk is, like, what if steam power could be made to be as powerful as the, the Victorians' dreams? Like,
1: um... Gotcha. I
0: don't know if you've ever seen, like, uh, the, the, the big... I, I've been to, like, steampunk World's Fair once. Um, oh. And I've always wanted to go back, but it's in New Jersey, uh, which for a little bit was away from me. And maybe I should go back there. Or no, actually, no, it's canceled because Jeff Mock, the guy who did it, is bad. Um uh, oh. like not not in a yeah yeah in a in a in a bad way. Um, yeah, I was sorry. I just just remembering <laughs> morning, but yeah, Jeff Mock, bad steampunk World's Fair was nice. Uh, sucks that it was a Jeff Mock event. Um, you I'll can have to look, look this up him, now. Up. Yeah, he's he. It was like shady shady like any sex stuff but also like bad like badge was volunteers for the the convention so all around all around a bad dude um but so yeah with with steampunk yeah or any sort of like blank punk for me it's always just like uh indulging well there's always the punk part so the key thing is like usually you know some sort of like revolution within uh within that society um Uh, and, and with the actual, as far as the, the first half of it, yeah, it's always like technology that sort of realizes the dreams of that creation. So like, um, you know how Dishonored is considered whale punk because it's like, what if whale oil could be so powerful we could have a big electric fence? we could have a big robot powered by whale oil. What if, um... Interesting. I did not know Dishonored was defined yeah. that way, but now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. What if, what if, what if, you know, Steampunk is, is, is like, um. oh, that's what I was thinking of. The guy who made Akira, uh, like the anime movie, he also made one called Steam Boy, which uh, people don't like as much, but I like it. Uh, it's also really funny because he worked on it for fucking ever and it was so expensive. Uh, I think it basically financially ruined either him or the studio. Um and uh oh, see, I see I see our, our audience member Banani is typing um of course <laughs> several people are typing <laughs> um, yeah it so it like the the thing with Steam Boy is it is like um uh, a world where like what if steam what if steam could be power uh, and like the, the the everybody's fighting over this like um like a water condenser that condenses that can condense the steam to such power that it could be used for like great destructive purposes um, but oh. what makes that still punk to me is um, there is like a guy who wants to use steam power for like a conquering army and he's got these robotic like steam powered uh, soldiers and there's this great moment where somebody takes down one of the steam powered soldiers, uh, and it turns out to just be a dude in a suit of armor. Um, and it's like, that's, I think that's a key thing with any sort of like blank punk understanding that, um, uh, at, at its core, like the, 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 this, anybody who tries to like take power in a, frankly, like a, like a fascist way, um, is should should be rebelled against and is usually like hollow like that power that power is fake mm-hmm. like um a lot of like cyberpunk cyberpunk uh the 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 tabletop rpg and the um, the the genre like the key thing with it was like yeah people get all cybered up but also like uh and the, the corporations control it all man but also the corporations are just these vain bastards uh fighting amongst each other and everything sucks shit because of them and yet you're supposed to um you rely on them for these cyberpunks i'm kind of just rambling at this point no no it's it's uh, very, uh, very I, I, fascinating. at this point i feel like i i'm, I'm not like a I, i'm not like a proper scholar for these sort of things but I, I i i very much like the aesthetic of a blank punk um and i'm aware of the like differences like i know i'm a big fan of steam powered giraffe uh, and I remember one time steam they were like, elevator. yeah, we know we're technically diesel punk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess you're not wrong, but like, I love, I love that this is discourse that like, you need to address. Like, <laughs> steam you who power call giraffe. yourself, they you, band, awesome. you the band who calls yourself steam power giraffe pretending to be robots. Um, don't you understand your robots are powered by uh, gas and fusion reactors mostly so technically you're diesel punk <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god damn my it god. <laughs> so uh- it's like that that distinction is very important for some people but i also think um i also think it's very important for people to remember the, the punk aspect of it because um if you're I, I think the key thing is to um not uncritically examine the proliferation of that technology right like um and then which is what you know Steamboy kind of did where it's like okay everybody's fighting over this this con- steam condenser or whatever because um, that much power could be used for good but so many people want to be used it for evil should it even exist mm-hmm. um, and then somebody has this like hollow demonstration of power um, through those like steam-powered robots so yeah uh, it's it's I would love I need to I need to do some more research into this because I have a Podcast where we play a, a Tesla Punk, a Tesla Punk game, uh, and we're trying to do a little bit of like you know it lends itself well to revolution and rebelling against a the in setting fascist government. So I should I should I, I need to I need to look more into it, but I have looked somewhat into it. That's awesome! I love. Now we have another audience member. Oh, Citrus VA, hello, welcome um yeah exactly watched... that's exactly what i'm saying it's like it's so easy to lose the punk aspects because everybody's like wow because oh, <laughs> cool. you're focused on the the first half cool cool lightning barrier and i'm just like but do you <laughs> <laughs> but you understand right remember that time in the timeline where the immortal emperor like he refused to cede power even though like goblin was like hey we'll still refine your lightning oil but we like we don't need you anymore so can we be a kingdom again and he was like no fuck you (laughs) and he like deprived people of that power as like a demonstration like that's where the punk really
1: comes in that's where the punk comes in that's why oh have you ever watched um the the steam the steam boy um, cover and stuff reminded me a bit of it but have you ever watched robot carnival I think I'm I, not. Oh, I I thought I remember watching uh, talking about this with someone. I should a bit check. Ago. It
0: was, I, that, that name see, okay. Oh no! Do you know why that name feels familiar? Oh gosh, because the fucking there was like a Sonic Heroes thing that referenced the Robot Carnival. What is actual Robot? What's the good Robot Carnival? So
1: <laughs> it is a 19. Eighty nine anthology animated anime anthology. So a bunch of studios came together, made like five to fifteen minute shorts uh, that I think span about an hour and a half. Uh, One of them. Is really weird. There's, like, an English dub, but it was, like, a very early English dub, and this takes place in feudal Japan, so you can only... I am- kind of love early English dubs. I'm not gonna you lie. You can kind like, of imagine how they voiced the feudal Japanese era oh, people.
0: Oh, never mind. That's bad. That's... Okay, okay, what I mean by when I like old dubs, I mean I love, like, that Devil Man stuff where they're like, Pat, yeah. ah, finish the fucker. <laughs> like, you know, they're, like, throwing curse words in for no reason. Racist accents? Not a fan of that.
1: Yeah, no. So, like, it's just... <laughs> (laughs) it's just the one and because it takes place in feudal japan so it's english people doing japanese accents and it really is just a product of that time and it does not age very well but that specific uh uh, animation is really interesting because it's like it's like probably like end of edo period like right around the time that like um, um, like the kind of current system is like, you know, the, the Samurai are gone. So it's like this like late 1800s era where there's like steam is starting to be like a popular thing. And there's like, I don't know if it's specifically steam that's like the central focus, but they have these giant fucking automatons that are basically like battle suits. And they get Hell in yeah. and they it is giant fighting like steam wood robots. And it really, something about Steam Boy just unlock that memory for me it's been a couple years um robot carnival is awesome the intro is about five minutes long and i recommend anyone to just like watch that it is wild and it's there's just like a specific aesthetic of like late 80s or like just like 80s anime it's just like the way they drew faces like the way they drew faces in akira looks so weird and then you look at other anime around that time you're like Oh, like, the, the facial features that they use, like, a lot of faces are really more rounded. They're less angular than, like, we're kind of used to now. Like, we think of Dragon Ball Z where, like, the each corner yeah. of the face is, like, super sharp and the hair is really sharp. Um, it's very interesting to, like, kind of see that shifting art style uh, in anime. But yes, um, one of the most beautiful pieces I've ever seen in anime is in there, and it's called... Oh, boy. Hold on. And I would like to put this in chat for someone to watch. It's no words, just music. And the framing device is, like, really quite beautiful. Uh, I think the entirety of Robot Carnival is on YouTube. Um, because I just don't think they care. It's, like, literally the whole full movie's there. Uh, oh, it's called Cloud. I'm going to copy and copy pasta this in here for you. For it, go for it. It is... The entire framing device for this animation is beautiful. It's a little robot walking in a corner, and he's just walking in place through this like landscape, and the landscape's changing behind him, and it's just really kind of cryptic and beautiful and sad. It's it's it is one of the most amazing things I've ever seen, and I don't I've never seen anything quite like it. Um, there, there's some super awesome. There's like some sci-fi futuristic ones, um, and then like there's this one about a guy who makes. Um, he basically makes. He's not happy with his uh, his current family and life, so he basically makes the daughter he wish he always had. Even though I'm pretty ooh. sure he has a daughter, and he has this like weird robot daughter. It's just really weird. Um, but Angel's, very, egg. Angel's says, uh, egg. Angel's Egg. in the audience. Angel's Egg. Ooh, ooh, it's a oh okay, 1985. This is an older one.
0: This is not not uh. Okay, this isn't, like, uh, trying to, to seize the reins of, like, oh, let me bring this back to podcasting, but it is... I do have a genuine thought on this in relation to podcasting. So, mm-hmm. yes, I am. I am. Oh, it's beautiful. I, 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 I really think... Um, so, so yesterday, the other day, um, I'm, I'm, I listened to a, a piece of audio on SoundCloud called Wizard Shower. Um, oh? It was three minutes long... Um, and it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be part of, uh, this, uh, 24 hour podcast production thing called Hubris, um, next weekend. Uh, and, uh, we were separated into teams and the, the writer for our team or director, I think, the writer, I think, um, was like, uh, we, we were, we were all sharing, like, what, what our past works were so we can get a feel for each other's, uh, stuff. And one of the things that, uh, that they shared was um yeah this three minute thing piece of audio called wizard shower that's about like this dude who accidentally wanders into this um it's like a like a waterfall and he's welcomed by a, a naked or, or not a, a, a mostly naked uh wizard who's like welcome for the wit to the wizard shower it presents itself to stinky mages who have lost <laughs> themselves in 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 their work and the guy's like i'm not no i'm i shower i'm not a, i'm not a wizard it's like oh come now come now you're so busy with smells, you forgot to bathe. Um, and I think I think with like weird little animations like robot carnival like that's a collection of that I uh, I'm I'm we have that Fn showoffs feed um, and I got some more I I have some more voices recorded for my my little show-off that I'm still working on uh that I've got like a weird I got this weird thing in my head where I'm like I want to do as much of this by myself as I possibly can so I'm only gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe get somebody for the for the music but I'm gonna work on it and
1: it's gonna be like Fifteen minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just. Uh, Are you comfortable sharing the premise of your show? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm I'm calling. It's it's called Feeling Brave tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based off of um, it's based off of the uh, the VHS that came with this uh, D and D associated board game called dragon strike that um used a basicker version of basic D D rules um and the it came with this box fucking whips i got this box at like um somebody was selling something when i was in like boy scouts so it's like this old vintage box um full of miniatures full of like miniatures for this like for this game is there um, like a
1: black like horse and rider on like with a flail on a?
0: yeah with, yeah yeah oh it looks badass there's or rather actually oh, there's, there's, there's like a red box with um it, with a dragon too i think at some at some point but there's like there's like a vhs there's a vhs that comes with it that's like opens up with this dude who's the dragon master in this fucking black void talking to people off screen about playing dragon strike um and they're like what is that like i don't understand is that like a video game and he's like explaining what like a essentially what a fucking tabletop rpg is and there's like this old um it's like filmed filmed in Adventure Vision, which was just eighties talk for we've got some special effects that are like uh, paintings on a green screen uh, and people in like weird tinted costumes, and it goes through like this whole adventure, um, occasionally reminding you that this is like a that this is a game in a weird sense. In a weird sense, is this the this is the first actual play that I ever saw? Who knows?
1: Oh, <laughs> um, interesting.
0: Uh, and at the end, there's a part where he's like. The, the audio you just heard oh no the audio, that's that's what i say sorry <laughs> um, but he's like the video you've just seen uh shows you some of the adventures that you can have in dragon strike um but don't turn off the don't turn off this video yet um like you uh this next section uh is for dragon masters only anybody not presently interested in becoming a dragon master please leave the room uh oh he, he says like presso like Work a, to cast a pause video spell upon your uh, V C R until <laughs> until you're alone. Um, That's awesome. And so it's after like it, almost that, like when an when ARG watching, at that point. Yeah, when I was watching it with my siblings, um, I was like, I kinda wanna be the Dragon Master, guys, so you guys should should, should go. I was like, get out of here. Um, and so I really did I really did uh, like kick my, my, my brother and sister out of the room. Um, and I hit play. Uh, but then he goes on, he goes, are you sure we're alone? Nobody's, you know, nobody's uh, hiding, um, hiding around the corner, uh, around the corner, uh, or listening through the door. And apparently, my sister did hide to try to listen. She heard that, and then got scared, um, and did, and actually left. And, like, so... It, it, a lot, of it, it, like uh, I, I played, I played what I have recorded uh, for my brother. Um, I was like, "What do you think?" Uh, and there was like, there was a, a lot of moments where he was like, <laughs> like laughing. But I am kind of playing on like the silly, like childhood fear feeling of watching this bizarre video. <laughs> um, and I was really inspired by. Um, uh, freaking Harlan from uh Malevolent and um I, I genuinely forget his last name I'm so sorry. Um from the Malevolent uh and Dice Shame um uh Invictus Stream Fame. Uh Malevolence is this podcast that he's done um completely like he he does everything. He's every single voice, every hmm. single um he 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 does the editing uh, as well. He made, like, a, a seance for one piece of audio, like, for Halloween last year or the year before, and I've just been like, I was like, whoa, you know, I need to, like, I, I want to make my own piece of weird, weird media. I want to make my own robot carnival, so my, my hope is... <laughs> my, my robot carnival. My robot carnival, my, my, my Dragon Strike VHS. I think that's a thing... I, like like it's very important that today's theme is like finding your audience because it is important to like um you know it, it's not fun to create art um and have nobody nobody see it uh i mean i mean it can be nice but like it is it's also helpful to keep making things and have people appreciate it but i think that there's also merit there's also merit in creating something weird and as long as you can get like if you can get like one person to remember it like I know I've seen like I've seen like a video or two on YouTube of some people being like, Whoa, the Dragon Strike VHS is weird in like recent years and I'm like, Yeah, I have been new. I've been new, you idiot. Are... Um uh, or like <laughs> if if I can get like one person like me Yeah, there it is, Harlan Guthrie. Uh, hmm. if I can get one person um like me who like can't stop thinking about the way the Dragon Master says, Very well roll the dice (laughs) or like a person like you who's like roth there's this crazy thing called robot carnival (laughs) like
1: i i think something that sticks with you yeah i i think i think that
0: is still audience growing um oh and now now i feel like i'm bringing i feel like i'm bringing it home i found it i found it i found the home i'm bringing it home it's like not enough for an audio drama and therefore you know any piece of media To have like a big audience but it's so important to have like a passionate audience um and I think what a strength of audio drama like as I I know a a, a fair amount of the panels you're gonna hear today uh will probably entail like oh it's a hard ask for some people listen to audio drama or like you know there's a lot of limitations here but a key thing that I think I love about audio drama is that so many of um so much of your audience is also like they're also your peers Mm -hmm. which is it's, it's great, it's great like I think that's very cool because I will I will like listen, I'll listen to a bunch of other actual plays and I'll be like oh those are some cool ideas, I'll listen to um, an audio drama and I'll be like, I wonder how they did that um, if they're an FN show I'll, I'll, I'll be like hey, how'd you do that hey. um, <laughs> <laughs> um and then even, even beyond that you can like reach, reach past that, um, like I I I, I don't want to. I I, I can't claim to know everything uh, about the creation of it, but I know Jack of all trades, and this very network. Amy and Jackie uh, were like Magnus Archives fans, Um, and now now they've made. They're making things. uh, We're making things on the network um, that have uh, folks from Rusty Quill on them uh, because we're audience and peers, and it's it it makes us better. Obviously, it is great to have uh, people that like aren't fellow creators that didn't like stumble upon that, that just stumbled upon your work and was like, "Oh, that's that's I like this." I, I'll Ghosts on a Train uh, doesn't have the largest audience. I think we get like a, a hundred, like a, we probably got like about a hundred listeners. But I will, I'll never forget the the email I got once where it was somebody asking about uh, the sound effects that we used on the show because they wanted to um they were like yeah i want to play ghost lines at my comic shop uh and i really like the sound effects that you do and i was like i'm gonna That's i'm gonna awesome. be on yeah yeah like that was fucking great we when, we when we were originally on anchor um we got like a voice message we, we, we opened ourselves up to like voice messages because uh, that was the thing you could do on anchor um I, I i do appreciate captivate a little bit more than anchor but that was one strength of anchor um, early on, we get this, 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 uh, listener, I, I don't remember, I don't remember his name, I, I remembered his name recently, but he, 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 he submitted this audio complaint, complaining about, oh there were these homeless people, uh, there's these, ho- these homeless people on this train, um, and they were, like, uh, talking about, like, um, talking about, like, a unicycle or something, because there'd been a character with a unicycle, um, and it was really funny, it, it made, it made Hannah really mad, and then I turned it fully into a plot point, um, so it's like there, there needs to be a balance. I think it. Mm-hmm. It always feels great for like when you're creating a, a quality audience. A quality audience is not just creators. A quality audience is one that like they, that that you really affected, and that like stuck sticks with them, and interacts with you. So it's like it's 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 not it's not number. It's it's quality. And I do I feel in a weird sense I hope by making feeling brave tonight i've been like retroactively a quality audience for the dragon
1: strike vhs people (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's awesome so i was looking at dragon strike and at first i was like wow this is like really weird because there's like little class cards with it um and i'm looking at it there's it says (laughs) you have like warrior thief and then it just says dwarf and i'm like is dwarf a, yeah class? Because it's based realized... of
0: basic D anD D. It's based off of basic D anD D. When like your race was also just your class. So like, oh, that, that was, was like actually in... a thing. That was actually a thing. <laughs> elf, elf, and dwarf were just classes. Because you like you you if if you were not an elf or a dwarf, the class
1: you were just assumed to be human. Oh my um, god, that is so funny.
0: <laughs> there's like in, in Dragon Strike, Dragon Strike. It's I, I remember so many things about that game because like I mean it's it's still in my parents' house. I think I recently like I, we stole the VHS. I, like when I was I was at my parents' uh, over July Fourth weekend because it's 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 their anniversary. Um, patriotism's weird here in the U.S., but I will always like it's, it's my parents' anniversary. Um, uh, and and yeah, we still have the we still have the box. We still have the VHS. And like the, I remember like there's there's two thief. <laughs> There's two. Yeah, there's, there's two thief cards, one for a man, one for a woman, because in the VHS um the the, the only th- the thief player uh is a woman, uh and I think they thought in like the fucking 80s or whatever that like, oh, boys aren't going to want to play as a girl, so there's just there's also like a dude thief um <laughs> who's like who's also there. Um and and some of the adventures, there's like a bunch of adventures in the little book uh there's like four boards and each adventure will like there's like s- way more than four adventures um and they'll use the the board um and there's a couple of them where they'll be like use use the thief use use one of the thief um uh miniatures to represent this main important npc <laughs> and like it's like wow this is so cool i i think there's just oh now, I'm, now I'm just talking about Dragon Strike, but I always I, I've got like a in my head like I've got to bring it back to to media and like audiences and stuff we're talking about. It's just I think it's so much. I think it's so important to create something that will like stick with people, um, even if even if even if you don't like actively have a massive audience at the moment. Like, so mm-hmm. I think I. Th- yeah.
1: Sorry, you, you had touched on something that I think is very true, and Jackie puts very, very, very well in that it's like often your audience is your peers and that like there are so many creators that are also fans. Um and she says that the, the the audio drama community is very incestuous in that way. Like a lot of fans are creators and a lot of creators love other podcasts. So your biggest you know, all most of your retweets and stuff are going for, are coming from probably not your fans but other shows who might also happen to be fans and things like that. It's it's very very kind of interesting in that way, um, and it's it's very kind of tight knit community. And you know I mentioned this a bit yesterday with um, I don't remember which panel, but the I think it was the very last panel with Aaron and Paul and Hannah. Is that the um, the indie gaming community and the audio drama community have so many parallels in that like other devs are often your biggest contributors on like, you know, crowdfunding and things like that or supporting you or like F- follow Fridays. Let's check out all these awesome other game creators and that like no one sees each other as competition because it's not about making money. It's about making art. And it's very much the same, you know, even though I had never heard of like audio dramas until um earlier last year the second i stepped foot into this fandom i just i realized that like wow this this is about creating art and supporting each other um but the problem also with that lies in you can only listen to so many other podcasts and support yeah. so many other podcasts yeah.
0: i've run up i've run up against that because
1: i i i
0: love i've I'm always listening to other people's work. I'm like, I, I'm, I'm the sort that I will try my best to always be like, I'll, I'll tweet at people like from from my, my personal account, not the ghost account, but like because I'll from I'll from join at Gerg Candlestick from at Gerg Candlestick. I'll always be like, oh my gosh, this like latest episode of whatever. Like, I made a, I made a, a dice shame meme once that I was really proud of, <laughs> and I like, it, it, and, and you know, you always get like, there's there's always such a reaction when somebody says something about your thing, um. And then therefore when you when you when you tweet out about like the enjoyment and the creator sees it and they're like thank you for
1: thank you for noticing it's, it's a feedback of like thank
0: you for noticing me um.
1: yeah, absolutely and I, I think um and and some in a way that this kind of relates to yesterday, you know, with like what do you do to enhance this audio only experiment I think there are a lot of awesome ideas out there. I have a lot of ideas for like, ARG type things or choosing your adventure type things. um, There are some inherent problems with that in a podcast where let's say someone's really busy, like while doing like a lot of people listen to podcasts when they're doing shit. How could you ask them to participate in this sort of ARG and have to swap around episodes, whether it's to choose your own adventure or they have to look something online or find something on social media. Um, I think there are a lot of interesting inherent limitations that aren't always so obvious enhancing because like you can get them more involved in enhanced experience but then they'd have to be sitting at a computer or on uh, a public transit or something like that uh, uh yeah
0: I, I think amazing that you're having that thought uh especially because as, as you said it's like yeah i have only only in the past year or so have i like like known what audio drama is but already already you're going you're going from like oh new audience member to creator like that's another thing you want to like We're also creating our peers because I I was a created peer. I I started enjoying podcasts and then I was like, oh, I wonder like i was like uh oh, that might be neat to do um and then i i can't fully take right away I, I joked about doing it with my friends uh until another friend who's in the audience right now Banani, uh was like let's do a let's do a, a bad podcast that neither of us will talk about uh but regardless was vital <laughs> was vital uh to my skills when i was like let me do
1: a let me do a good one this time <laughs> um I, I need to hear the story of the bad podcast when when we are oh we can talk pro- about it when we're not When we're, yes. we're not recording yeah. something don't I, worry do you keep bringing this up with benani and and hannah was hannah involved in this no
0: hannah i mean hannah wasn't directly involved but hannah hannah lived with me when i when i started it gotcha um, and in a weird way in a weird way um that did get hannah uh they did get hannah a little more motivated uh, for the Glee Watch, I think there was a brief moment where we were like, "It was like, oh yeah, I'm starting a podcast with um with uh so and so," and I was like, "Oh oh yeah yeah, you can do that." We did... <laughs> and it was around the same time, the same that our 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 millennialization. Um, <laughs> gosh, what no? Oh oh gosh, what was the um? But but specifically, what you're talking about? What you're talking about? Um, like an ARG, an ARG. There's like, there's not giants. There's not so much giants you can stand on here in, here in here in audio drama land. Um but there are again you can learn from people. Um and the two things that immediately came to mind, because one of them is in the chat. Um so Malevolent uh Malevolent, it's um okay, so it's not it is not an actual play. But um, the fo- the person who makes it is a big fan. Of um, Call of Cthulhu, like the game, mm-hmm. Harlan's a, he's in Dice Shame, which is a D anD D actual play, um, and so the episodes get released in like big like chunks um, on like main feeds, but on their Patreon, um, on their Patreon, you listen to tiny segments of the episode, and each one ends um, with like a decision that the patrons pull on that the protagonist will make. Um, and based on your decisions too, um, the protagonist gains skills. And there's been a, times where like you have like a dice rolling sound effect that will um, like every single time something is in question, and depending on your past decisions, can the protagonist do this? Can the, can the protagonist not do this? Uh, it's 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 such a wild idea. It's like a Twitch plays this guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. But like uh, like like uh, on Patreon, um, and and. So that there's like you could sorta do that, but that's also not as kinetic as you want. So like you've gotta think. Like, what about that? Um the other thing that makes me think of, Tony, your idea is um Okay, back when like podcasts are called podcasts because uh iPods. Um there was a it was a casting onto your iPod. It was like an early iPod thing called like it was like a zombie run or something, where the gimmick of it was it would make you, like, it had, like, a a maps function, and you'd go for a run, and the runs you would go on would be missions for, like, a zombie survival thing. Mm. Um, and the inputs you would have is, like, running to, like, oh, you're running or walking. Uh, I think they, like, made you vary the pace, um... Oh, for like a, a mile or whatever, and they'd have audio cues of like, oh yeah, you've got to go over here to help meet up so and so to get some supplies. Oh no, the zombies are coming at you! Let's run for the next .25 uh, miles or whatever. It, there's 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 so many ideas, and you can just you can you can expand on them. You can you can grow from it, um, and it all it all comes from being like a like a, like an audience member mm-hmm. to creator. I know. It's very cool the notion that you have of an ARG um, with like audio fuckery. Oh gosh, we see. Wow. Okay, that's very interesting, Benani. Um, (laughs) Oh my god, an ARG that Benani has heard of had a component uh, with dealing with audio fuckery by mapping text images into audio, and you had to reverse engineer the process to learn what it was telling you. That was oh. Wild. I don't know. I'm. I'm so. I'm so interested. I'm so interested in like the ideas that you have for this, and I'm so interested in just.
1: Oh, because I was a big fan of. Uh, do, did you ever get into like the Slender Man like craze like back in the day? Because I love Marble Hornets. Uh, which I, I, here's the thing. I. I. I liked. I liked Slender Man
0: conceptually. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, I, 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 like, read, I read some of the creepy pastas I, like, watched playthroughs of the game, I, I like, watched um, Markiplier a <laughs> lot, I watched Markiplier, I, I looked, I looked outside at the, the trees, uh, near my house and thought I saw Slenderman, mm-hmm. I never actually watched Marble Hornets, but it is, tell, tell me, tell me about that shit.
1: There is, so it, it is a, like, found footage style, uh, YouTube series based on Slenderman, and it's, um... It's really. I remember it being really good. I also watched it like in high school during the craze, um, but there it was an ARG component where there was like uh, there was this villain because there's like there's like these human villains that are like cultists or supporters of Slenderman Or, like we're basically like <laughs> brainwashed. We him. Yeah, yeah. My, but Slenderman it's 2024. More. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this like really weird like. I guess he had, like, there are some people basically under his, like, control or under his influence. And, um, and there was, like, this entire other YouTube channel that would give, like, other angles of, like, Oh, this is where he's walking in the woods, and he's actually being filmed from like behind him, like during the actual like process. So there's this whole other side of things, and there was like these really cryptic messages that were on an en- entirely different YouTube channel. Uh, things like things. The whole premise of it is this guy's documentary and putting it on YouTube, so that if anything happens to him, like it's documented somewhere publicly. Um, and it's, it's it's super super cool, but there's this like really awesome ARG component of it, um, where you had to like you'd find hints at like what these other youtube channels were and it wasn't just one i think there was ended up being another one and then they made like a spinoff series or something but original marvel Movements actually was complete from my understanding and i never actually finished it i've been recently really itching to go back but i do wonder like how much more we can push even though we even if we can't push the fidelity of audio further right you can only with with CGI and television and movies, like you can push the fidelity further and further and further from a visual aspect and that usually carries it because that is eighty percent of of why people watch television is the visual aspect. Um that was just an arbitrary number. I don't know if it's eighty. But you know what I mean? Like you are watching television because it is visual stimuli. Yeah. Um though some some television makes great I, I think, background noise. Think...
0: I, I understand. I understand. I, I did. I did listen to um, to that last panel yesterday, uh, about about you mm-hmm. know the, yesterday was all about pushing the limits of audio drama, but I do I do kind of like a little bit that there's like that ceiling, because I mean first off it's it's not easy to reach that ceiling right. of like oh total immersive sound, um, but also the fact that there is a ceiling means that at a certain fidelity you need to it's it's about artist it's about like artistic merit mm-hmm. like how interested are you in the thing um this is this is not a dig cuz I, I i enjoy this i enjoy this um but i real it, it, it just makes me think of this um there's this really there's this really really polished um i will call it a DD podcast um it's it is an actual play asterisk called dark dice um okay. and the interesting thing about dark dice uh, is the the gm uh travis who's also the editor um he's he's like he's like me but stronger he's like me but the swollest the swollest <laughs> man um and he so so the the way it, it i think it i think this is a perfect thing to introduce to people who like don't want actual plays or like or don't think they want actual plays um he his he's like this is a story uh, recorded long ago that has been enhanced uh, retold and enhanced orally to, att- to keep your attention um and so what they do is they like they they take what happens in the game and they like rework and they re-record the dialogue and like the actions are all either just implied or narrated by the gm um and it's all just so smooth and the sound the sound is just like so immersive he's so meticulous uh, i've seen he's he like edits on stream he'll like he'll tweet out videos of like hey we recorded in a cave uh, hey i'm going to the the fucking this orchestra is gonna play some music for us and it's so high fidelity oh my god um, and it reaches this this ceiling where it is like it is just like oh um it, 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 it's it's you're there you're there they're having this adventure um it's there's there's no seams um i enjoy it i enjoy it i I do listen to it um it it comes out like every month or so because it's like so gosh it's so. it's uh, gotta be like a monthly project because it's it's just so much work but i'm not immune to being like an audience member so i can listen to this and I still came out of it, especially in the first season. It's a little better in the second season, but even even then, I can tell it's a little like they're, they're still trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm I'm a little like, huh? I wish this was a little more informal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I'm listening. I'm listening to this like great audio drama and uh, audio drama actual play thing, and the thing I come out of it with is
1: like, huh. I wish it was shittier. And, I mean, that's... <laughs> I that's, wish these things
0: were goofing around
1: a little more. That's, that's exactly like what appeal. Hannah said. Bigger is not always better, and uh, and I'm always of a of a uh, mindset that nothing's above taking itself too seriously, almost. And like, it sounds like that kind of starts to breach that like veil for you of like. Oh, they've, they've got they've gotten. Be- they- they've gotten better i say like the they've gotten
0: they, 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 there's little been a little more informality even even throughout the first season but yeah okay. just during that first bit i was like i was like huh i didn't realize until now how much i liked the rough edges of like when a player would say something and i'd understand that they were the player not the character i didn't realize um i didn't realize how much i liked occasionally remembering that these were human people that weren't necessarily um sitting here so I think I think that that wall that like that like that peak of fidelity I think I think that like I think that's good mm-hmm. I think it's good for for us at least as far as like the appeal for me as an audience member and and by because it is something that you can reach um that is also I think why so many. So many audience folks like like me, people who were like, "I like podcasts. I can make a podcast. Um, it's not like a screenplay. It's not like a screenplay that you can like write and mm-hmm. then it'll never see the light of day because uh, you're just yelling at somebody for having like you're you're yelling at uh, the CW for making a TV show bad when it's like I don't know if you I don't know if I can make a TV show better, but I feel like I could. <laughs> yeah, with an audio drama, you're not necessarily yelling like I bet I can make that better." Um, you're you're probably yelling like I I bet
1: I could make something like that. It, Kai Appley put it. It's like the beautiful thing about audio dramas is you can just go make it. Like there is a little bit of that. We're going to talk about that with like accessing and gatekeeping. Is like what does it take to actually enter this um, enter this like this genre and industry as a creator? And it's really not a lot. I mean, you do need access to a computer and you need access to maybe a microphone. But the bar of entry is not as high, and even like worst case scenario, you have your phone. If you really wanted to make something for the sake of making it, you could do it really cheap and really efficiently, and there is a and, and beauty in that.
0: Yeah, and there there will be people. There are plenty of people that will rightly like. There's um. There was a recent uh. There was a recent Twitter thread. Um, that got made a lot of people a little angry hmm. um, at least I only saw the angry part of it uh, <laughs> of, specifically in the actual play sphere where people were like hey um, somebody was like hey uh, what are things that like um, you hate you hate in an actual play like what will make you stop listening to an actual play um, and everybody was all over it the general thing was like low audio quality um, which that is enough to to scare. Uh, I think scare folks away I mean it it I'm not gonna lie I, I I am one of those people that was just like I'll just make a thing and now I'm immediately like I, every every day I'm a little bit cursing like i I wish I had like I wish I had like uh, I don't know on the one so in my, in my darker moments I'm like I wish we had waited until I got better and it's like well I wouldn't have gotten better if I didn't just start so yeah. like there's like a certain amount I think when it comes to to getting an audience in audio drama um you you we need we need those high fidelity shows to sucker people in. We need we need our our, our like the, the thing I heard about the magnus archives. Is like, yeah, yeah, it's inspiration. The thing I heard about the like Magnus Archives, uh, they say like season one, um like Alexander G. Newell and, and Johnny Sims said in a QA, like season one, anybody could have made it, but we just had to put in so much effort to make it uh the way it is. And it's it's clean, it's nice. Um and and because they put so much effort in you need you need you need those those high fidelity shows to bring people in and then once they start to understand the process of it um there could be more appreciation for like other
1: shows that are that are growing I feel like even the ah, highest fidelity shows didn't always start that way right I mean list, if you listen to the very first episode of Critical Role versus the first episode of, oh, yeah. of the newest every season every single it's, time it's night and day <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah it's it's like it's like i i can't i can't watch critical role campaign one um because damn it's three hours of uh a
1: microphone in a corner
0: yeah a microphone (laughs) in a corner a bunch of characters i don't know shit about because they're in the middle of they're in the middle of their game um, like yeah. the adventures, the first episode of the adventure zone too, they released like a reedited version because the original
1: version was like an hour and a half and half an hour of that was like boring character talk. <laughs> so that's, so that's exactly why with like ECA, like we had, I have a year's worth of stuff recorded for East coast adventures, but it started in the middle of our fourth arc. Cause we used to stream on Twitch and we ultimately decided that like this audio quality isn't like enough. It starts in the middle of a fucking arc and so we're going to be doing a, a critical yeah. role, like but, so yeah.
0: I, I I think I think anybody can forgive audio quality, uh, but then it's like, and that you, you've got to you've got to measure out like what do I have going for right. me? Like I don't think anybody would have grudged the audio quality, but yeah, popping in, in the middle that might be yeah. a challenge. And so this this relates to
1: this re- relates to uh, building your audience is like we have this is such a saturated audio um, actual place is a very saturated market, especially. D&D 5E, which is what we are playing, um, and Brian does have this really beautiful, everything that Brian's made, is it's a very custom campaign like, he has we are in, I am in a sub-campaign now that ties in 10 years before the main campaign, about to be roll either roll over that character to another sub-campaign that ties in and we have another one from a different world, like Brian has this big, open, beautiful world and it would be a disservice to the audience and to him if we just threw them in unprepared so now now we're trying to get ready for book five our fifth arc uh because we do like seasons and um episodes as like books and chapters uh because it's from the perspective of my bard writing that's very story funny. so that, that's going to be like our, our framing device that we're going to really lean into um we just bring that up during the, the framing device panel <laughs> i did not um <laughs> I don't even think I was a part of that. Catch that!
0: Catch that! From the the, the video on demand of yesterday. Yeah, oh, yeah. So
1: all these should go up. I'm working with Jack the next week to kind of spruce them up, maybe add some overlays and things like that, so they'll all be available that you can watch this another time if you have to dip early, couldn't make it, whatever the case. didn't hear about it until later. Yeah. Um, and if you're this far in this one, you must really like to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we like, yeah we've covered so many topics, anime. Dragon strike and, and you know, some things about podcasts. Absolutely. But, uh, (laughs) audience related
0: oh, yeah absolutely <laughs> we're, we're, this is the opening panel we're talking about like thematic stuff we've always uh, brought it and... back into podcasts <laughs> it's
1: all fine <laughs> uh, I'm really excited though we're, we're, we're doing some some stuff I'm really excited for and um, I'm working Michael um, is a good friend of mine and you've probably seen him in the service sir Xavier this is his online name uh, yes, he's, I have. he's uh, he actually works in like marketing proper I'm more of the graphic design things with marketing experience he is like like, went to school for marketing, worked worked for Universal, works for like a real estate company. Like, no, no, no. He did work for a real estate company. I think he got a better job because he didn't like that job. Um, but he's actually gonna be helping me make a marketing plan. We need to make this video, it's this long for these platforms, and like really kind of help me tackle that side so I can focus on the creation side of things. Brian can focus on the writing side of things, and he can focus on the marketing side of things, and um we're gonna be very focused on this audience building of like how to tackle that and um i actually plan to learn a lot from the next panel that's coming up in 10 minutes Mm -hmm. with uh john from gather the suspects i see john's hanging out in chat waiting to hop in but Mm -hmm. we um we're talking organic marketing uh for podcasts um this is I'm John.
0: I like a show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, John is currently crowdfunding, which we will. He's also joining me for the crowdfunding panel um, that I will be moderating. I asked him to join me for that so I can get his perspective as a someone who is currently crowdfunding versus like my completed crowdfunding experience, and we can talk about that. And very excited to hear what Ed has to say. But I mean, yeah, I'm really. I'm. This should be a very interesting. Yesterday was very theoretical. A lot of this is going to be experiences. And the last panel should be an interesting, uh, kind of more theoretical one about how do we bring people from outside in. Uh, so I'm really excited for today. It's gonna be. I might need another one of these, and we'll see if my kids You can
0: convince. If you can convince me how to get how to get um, uh, specifically specifically uh, Hannah's mom to listen to Ghosts on a Train." Then that's 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 your po- your panel complete. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, that's very true. We I love I listen, love that listen, Hannah's listen. mom is it's... a massive supporter and does not a listener at all. Right? Not a listener at all. Um, does not uh,
0: doesn't really understand what an actual play is. Uh, so so the Despite... games are lost. The games are lost. Um, I think she I think she somewhat listens to Hannah's Glee Watch podcast. That's like a talk podcast. Even and she's like, oh, this is all right. I think we've like. I, th- I think I think Hannah's like trying to get her some audio stuff. I don't know the like the, what the audio drama mm-hmm. deal is. Um, I I would say I would say my own parents, but my, my own parents like started listening to Ghost on Train and they actually stuck with it for a little bit, but then they mm-hmm. stopped. Um, <laughs> I. I think I think that's the real that's the real market, huh? That's the Parents. real audience. Want to grow? We all just want to. We all just wanna, Mother, father, be proud of me. <laughs> Listen be to my proud podcast. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you understand what I'm doing? It's so,
1: so when we used to stream D and D um... and. I've got a big-ass mixer over here. It's a big analog mixer that has, like, six mic inputs. It was, like, we had this, like, whole big thing. And the camera's in the corner and, like, changing camera angles, overlays. It was fucking wild. Um, I remember my mom and dad. My aunt always watched because my aunt has, like, like grew up, like, working in a comic shop. And she was always – her and I are, like, the weird nerds of the family. Uh, and so my aunt always watched. They would, like, stream it to their big TV and watch us play in their living room, which is great. And my mom and dad would be, like – that's certainly a thing you're doing. Like, maybe my dad kind of gets it. Are he... you winning, son? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I actually got my brother into D&D. Um, I, ran a, I ran my first campaign uh, session. And I've run now two. Because um, my nephew, who's got really into Stranger Things, he's 13. And he's like, I want to get into D&D. And he definitely huh. is probably ADHD. He's having a good time. It was really hard. I, I think if I had him in for the second... Um, uh, session where we were in a town with more NPCs. I could have been more um, interactive with him, but we were in a cave full of goblins. We, we're doing Lost Mine of Fandelver, the D&D starter kit. Uh, it is a classic, and it's, uh, it's a fun start for me as a DM because I've never run a game, and it's been really kind of interesting. Um, but I, my brother's like, I want to learn more about this. Where can I learn more about D&D? And then Brian's like... Here are several big D shows. One was Critical Role, one was um Adventure Zone, um and Dungeons that's and Daddies. One. I think ooh,
0: ooh, ooh, podcast audience things. Just that's that's like a key thing. The key thing. And understanding audio drama audio drama and podcasts are it's like we were talking about anime earlier. People always forget that anime is a medium and not a genre. Same thing with podcasting and therefore like audio drama. Like if there's it. it you can't just write the whole thing off. And if you can just get people on something that catches their interest. Like, for right. me, I was I was a little hoity-toity, like, oh, why would I listen to why would I listen to fucking people play a d and thing? And then I was like, huh, you know, I've got a lot of time. Let me listen to this Adventure Zone thing. And then I was like, huh, <laughs> I really like to to that Adventure Zone thing. Let me listen to some other stuff. And then next thing I know, I'm listening to, like, I'm listening to fucking the very short-lived but very... Mm, Mm, very good hollow public radio everybody should listen oh. to hollow public radio or at the very least hollow public radio episode two nickel beer night uh it's it, it's a very it, it had like one season um and one like an announcement of like a hiatus in like july 2018 <laughs> so Aww. it's never coming back um, but, like, but like you you'll 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 once you find your way tumbling into this world once you can get if you can get
1: somebody on something they're already interested in um, i, I can love do it. Jackie's approach to this um, because um, there are people that already listen to podcasts but maybe not audio dramas right because they listen to talk shows like you know there's a billion and a half of them um, or they listen to actual plays like i think that's a step that people have taken but not quite maybe into full blown scripted audio plays um, the entire, and I'll talk about this more in the like getting people outside in panel, but and and I'll probably be speaking on behalf for Jackie if she's not feeling better by then. But the Gorgon show is basically an experiment. On top of it just being a fun show, it is this experiment that it has this sense of familiarity with the audience that it is a talk show. People are familiar with podcast talk shows, but it is scripted in fiction, which so it's this kind of interesting bridge they're kind of trying to make between. I listen to talk shows to listen to audio drama. It sits in the middle, and that's, like, their goal. This is, like, their really weird, like, brainchild science experiment of how the fuck can we get people to make the plunge into audio fiction and find something they like? Um, So, it's been interesting. Uh, We just had the first, like, big non-audio, like... A lot of big guests that we've had in like super suits. It's other audio fiction people: Johnny Sims, Ben Meredith, the Meredith brothers, um, other bigger voice actors. Oh, um, I mean, I'm, I'm like I'm like 50 episodes into Stellar Firma. I've I, heard it's I, so freaking funny. No, stellar Firma is
0: great. I I I, I honestly I it had been on my list since I finished Magnus Archives. Um, but I I, I feel bad because I didn't actually make I didn't actually start listening to it until I heard. The Meredith Brothers on uh, Campaign Skyjacks and actual, actual play, bringing me into to more audio dramas. And I started it just before um, we did a Disc Space episode with Tim Meredith. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I did. I was like, I would feel really bad if I mentioned, like, oh, by the way, I started listening to Solar when I'm like three episodes in, fifty episodes in, very good.
1: Let's just say that Tim and Effin's relationship is not ending anytime soon. We have lots of plans to include Tim in things um and also johnny uh there's some interesting news gonna be coming out soon um that i will not speak of right now but uh specifically johnny and tim are going to be in- involved in something uh very soon um i can tell you later greg but <laughs> we'll keep that secret for the audience um yeah so i'm today's gonna be really 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 interesting um and this next panel should be uh should be really fun. I'm very excited to have John here with me, and uh, thank you so much, Greg, for joining me. This has been a, a real blast. to, Like, I don't know, he just like talked like nerd shit in podcasts and stuff like that. It's been really fun. I've learned a lot. This was yeah. This was uh. I'm glad I got to hear your <laughs> Again, morning voice. Yeah, yeah, my my, 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 my deeper
0: morning voice. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got oh, a couple more people in the in the audience besides uh, Bonati now. Although although one of them's john is probably here for this panel but anybody who made it this this far on the on the video again like uh thanks for hanging out on this opening opening panel to the rest of the panels for this day are going to be very very interesting hope you enjoyed the panels from yesterday uh
1: especially the one that i was in yesterday but like (laughs) which was a great panel the improv and actual play uh panel was great oh and i I lost my train of thought when talking about like Ben and Tim and all that. Um, with Gorgon's show, we it's interesting because we can bring in guests that Man, are in the podcast here, and we just had our first celebrity guest, Shannon Maguire. She is a huge fantasy writer, is a massive cryptid fan. Like, is I think has a really pen. who isn't? I know. Yeah, I, I think goes by a pen name of. Of an author that does a lot of work in like cryptid, like cryptid novels and things like that. Um, I don't think it's under the Shannon McGuire name, but she's a huge fan. She plays. Herself, human Shannon McGuire, human question mark Maguire. McGuire. Uh, so she actually plays herself. I haven't had the pleasure of listening to it yet, but um, Gorgon, Show.
0: Gorgon Show, yeah.
1: Gorgon Show, is so good. Um, we have several other um, fun people coming up. Um, some familiar faces and sounds, um, uh, noises. Yeah, I
0: really like. I really like the the the, the person from the first one. I like yeah, I like the ghost from oh, the first Ah, the the, that the Was great. <laughs> 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 uh, it Hoplous? Hoplius. Hoplius. The the name of an actual Lapith uh, from the Lapith uh, tribe, I, I I looked up, they've got, like, the list of names, and I specifically picked one that didn't die at the big battle with the centaur. I did a lot of... I am Hoplius the Taraxippus. Is, I did a lot of research.
1: <laughs> is that Greek origins?
0: Uh, yeah, it's, um... Oh, we're running... We've just about running out of time, but, but yeah, yeah. Uh, The Lapiths uh, are, like, the... the when when centaurs happened um there was centaurus and his brother fucking something who was just like became the leader of the Lapiths, which were just normal people that really liked horses and one (laughs) time there was a one time there was a um a wedding between the two uh uh, like a centaur was marrying a a Lapith. um and the centaurs got drunk and they weren't used to being drunk because they're part horse uh (laughs) so they got really rowdy and there was a big fight um, and yeah there's like a list of um centaurs and lapiths that died at the big fight at the wedding uh,
1: and Hoplius uh, is not one of them oh so <laughs> this is this is very like lore friendly like this is this is Canon I got it this is yeah 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 <laughs> Canon
0: Canon that Hoplius who didn't die of the centaur thing probably I don't know died at a stupid turn on uh, <laughs> <in> a wagon <laughs> oh gosh
1: oh uh, gosh. Thank you so much, Greg. Uh, thank you, uh, Hoplius, for joining the Gorgon Show. Um, the, the best Charaxipist uh, there was.
0: God, God damn right. Uh, <laughs> have, a, have a lot of fun at the the, the MadCon panels today.
1: Uh, uh, I will. We'll be I'll here all day.
0: You. Yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony, your trooper, don't forget to eat. Uh, this This fellow has had just a monster. I watched him drink a monster. Half a monster. Half, I'm sorry, We're just not... a, just half a monster. No food. No food. Please,
1: <laughs> please be gentle.
0: Please be
1: gentle. <laughs> <laughs> it's we got a break. We got a break after John and I's panel, and before we get back into crowdfunding. So I'll I'll get some food then. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm gonna go skedaddle for right now. um
0: Have fun. uh Have fun with a great panel with John. Thank you so much, Greg.
1: Take it easy.
0: See you tomorrow at
1: the matinee, and thanks so much for listening. The Mutual Audio Network Listening and Imagining Together.